Hello, it's the 23rd day of January, and I'm Paul White. Thank you for joining me on the Deeper Daily Podcast. I want to remind you that we also drop two full-length sermons, one on Sunday, one on Wednesday. The Sunday sermons are, are from our travels, and the Wednesday is from our Tuesday evening Bible study that we hold here in Flowery Branch, Georgia. We're currently going through the book of Ephesians, so you can look for that in a couple of days. Um, all kinds of good stuff for free at paulwhiteministries.com. If it's been a while since you've been to the website, we post every day. Something pops up there. And you can go to you know wherever you're listening to this podcast. I mean, this thing goes back years and years. If you want a little more, you're just looking for some stuff that you can't find anywhere else. We do have a, a segment at our website called Additional Content. And for a one-time purchase of $50, you get in to, you get a password and get behind that wall and there's all kinds of stuff there. We did a author walkthrough of my 2011 book, uh, Revelation to Transformation, How Seeing Jesus Will Change Your Life. I walked through that in 20 minute segments and we did the whole book. Um, so that's an updated version. We're doing the same thing with my second book, Between the Pieces. I think the first five chapters are up behind the paywall. And we also have a audio book version of my third book, Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul. All of that available in additional content. Check it out. Speaking of audio version, we are, we've completed the recording for the audible version of our new book, Greater Than Jonah. And it is, we're being, it's being worked on. It's being edited. There's a lot to put together. So that's coming up. The recording is finished, and it's just a matter of time. So if you are an Audible user, this will be the first book that we've published that has been available on Audible, and it the entire book read by the author. So you can look forward to that. We'll give you the link for that when it's available. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. In the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. I want to say a few more things about prayer And then I want to read out of this segment where Jesus is preaching in Galilee. We talked about prayer and why it was important yesterday. I don't want to go back through the same things, but I do want to add a couple of thoughts that we just didn't get to yesterday. One is, and this is going to sound a little odd, so I just want to sort of slow down right here and drop this in, let you think about it for a second. When you pray, you are putting yourself in the place of Jesus. Now, what I mean, I don't mean you're Jesus. I don't mean you're Christ that, or that you somehow transform into Christ. But we are speaking to God in Christ. Christ is speaking to God in us. So when we pray, we are placing ourselves in the person of Jesus. This shifts the focus on what I'm praying for me to eventually become what Jesus says about me. If my prayer is void of this and I see myself as just this guy out here begging God for stuff, quoting some scripture, trying to pray an hour, two hours, three hours, um, fasting a little bit, reading a little bit, purging a lot, and hoping that I have somehow made it. Prayer is then just this desperate act of 
work. No. If I put myself in the place of Jesus, in that I'm now speaking to God in Christ, Christ, who has finished the work, is speaking to God in me, the shift that's going to happen in my spiritual awareness will move away from what I'm saying, what I think is important, and it will slowly, eventually, gradually, inevitably drift into what Jesus says. And so my prayer becomes his will. This is where Jesus in the Gospel of John talks about asking anything according to my will, according to the Father's will. You say, well, how do I know if it's the Father's will? As I put myself in the place of Jesus when I pray and I speak to God in Christ, it shifts what I say into what he says. Think about that the next time that you pray. And it's not just a mental assent, but start to realize biblically what belongs to you in prayer. Let me, let me give you a couple of thoughts from Origen, uh, a third century writer who probably contributed, well, not probably, he contributed the first great commentary on prayer in church history. Paul talks about prayer. The book of Acts talks about prayer. Jesus teaches us how to pray. But Origen is our first church sort of father, third centuries on up their ways, to really talk about prayer. He, he makes an, an enormous contribution to our understanding of the Lord's Prayer. But Origen was the first person to write down this question. If God knows what we're going to ask, why do we bother praying? And I hope that encourages you a little bit because that's the kind of questions I ask and I know it's the kind of questions people ask me about prayer. The reason it ought to encourage you is they've been asking that question since at least the third century. He lived in like 250 AD. And if they were asking it in the third century, odds are they were asking it in the first generation after Christ. Like if God knows what we're going to ask, why bother praying? Here was Origen's thought and I leave you with this thought today. The reason that we pray, even though we know that God knows us, is that God has decided to work through what we say and do on the earth. God has decided that he's going to work through us. This is why he works through the church to present the gospel to the world. He could circumvent the church and just do it himself, just send a bunch of angels but he's chosen to work through the church. He's also chosen to work through us to love our neighbor. This is why there's a great responsibility on loving our neighbor that is our responsibility. God doesn't just take care of it. He speaks through us and he works through us. So the answer to the question, if God knows what we're going to ask, why do we bother to pray? is because God has decided to work through what it is we say and we do, and we don't figure out what to say and do until we pray. And being, this is an origin quote I like, being ready to pray is being at peace with other people. You, you could probably say being in prayer teaches you the necessity at being at peace with other people as well. 36, Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and when they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. 
But he said to them, let us go into the next towns that I might preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. I want to stop there. I really just want to emphasize this as we land today. Everyone is looking for you. This is where we'll pick up tomorrow. What a statement. I think it's bigger even than Simon knows. Everyone is looking for you. We'll get there tomorrow. See you then. God bless.